What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. This week's episode of the Sunday Recovery Podcast is sponsored by Jones Land Management, a landscaping business based out of Cambridge, Maryland, and serving all of the eastern shore of Maryland as well as Delaware. Jones Land Management provides mulching installation, planting, tree trimming, leaf removal, and grass cutting. And they're now also providing their new services of driveway asphalt maintenance, crack sealing and seal coating, pothole repair, parking lot stripping, and wheel stop installation. Owned and operated by John Jones. For more information, please call 410-967-5634. Once again, that's 410-967-5634. And you can also email ospreylandmanagement at gmail.com. More information can also be found on Facebook and Instagram at Jones Land Management. So once again, guys, thanks for everyone tuning in this week. This week's episode is going to be part two of the season one finale with my guest Ricky W. And we're going to continue our discussion on manifestation and the law of attraction and how it can be applied to recovery. If you could please give a like, a follow, or subscribe, and share this with anyone who you think would gain some value. Thanks, and we'll get right into it. So yeah, man, that's that's such a beautiful thing about the vision board. I uh, I can I can actually really relate to that when when I first got into recovery, um, one of my you know first mentors, uh, a good friend of mine now, but I I had met him early on in in this process, and he told me that if I make a list of all the things that I want by the time I have one year clean and sober, I will go above and beyond that list. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. You know, like really just took it for granted. Can I give you my first list? <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted somewhere to live. I wanted a job. I wanted a cell phone. And I wanted to boo a girl. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what hey, I wanted. Very similar to my list. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, very similar to my first list. My first list, you know, it was it was super basic. But at the time, man, you know, in early recovery, I I wanted those things. And, you know, I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to achieve those things. And, you know, now here I am, 
you know, 15 months. So it's been a year and three months. And I literally everything on that first list I made did it months ago <laughs> and, and above and beyond too, man, I've, I've achieved stuff. I didn't even know that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, this process has really allowed me to, you know, see what it is. I actually want not only mm-hmm. what I want, but see what it is that I am capable of, see what it is that I'm worthy of. And so that today I'm able to realize, you know, if, if I, if, you know, if you can make a visionary board, and then get everything on that vision board. If I can make a list of the stuff I want and then get everything on that list, clearly what I want and need, like you said, man, I am. I already am. Mm-hmm. It's already yeah. within me. Well, you know how I got it? How'd you get it? I didn't say I wanted it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just visualized it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I'm worthy of it. Yeah. Changing See, I think the key process, also it's huge, man. It's it does so much more than people realize, man. And a lot of people, you know, I I used to hear it from people sometimes where they can get caught up in trying to focus too much on their thoughts. And all the the biggest piece of advice that I would give, you know, to anyone that's kind of worried about that is just like mm-hmm. you said, man. It's it's a process. It takes practice. You know, don't mm-hmm. expect. You know, it's it's okay to have negative thoughts just because you have one negative thought doesn't mean your whole life is going to all of a sudden be negative. It's just really important to be aware of those and to be conscious and to Mm -hmm. just like you said, man, to be able to catch yourself saying something like I want and be able to change it in your mind to I'm worthy or I am or I can I will all sorts Mm -hmm. of positive talk like that. You, you're absolutely right. Um, that's why I talked about we have to really retrain our minds. And then mm-hmm. we got to be conscious of the fact that I'm not just a physical individual. Like, I'm physical, I'm mental, and I'm spiritual. Actually, I am a vibration. I am a frequency. You know what I mean? There's this. I am an energy. The, the true, if we get into what is really true, you know, some people will say all kinds of stuff. We can get into religions and this and that and that and this. But if we just try to keep the basics of what we truly really are, a lot of the, a lot of the laws of attraction and manifestation will come so easy when we recognize that this is not a gift. Like, we're not special to have this. It's something that was already given to us. Mm. I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't, uh, 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 I'm this special person on earth that, that God say, okay, I'm not going to get this to nobody else. Everybody had this ability. Mm. We just don't use it. We use one and one and two. We use the things that we were taught in school, the things that would say that's the way that society go and all these things when the whole, we, how many of us is open up to the idea of just not the world, but the universe? Mm. Here I am coming from, I made an image and after the likeness of God who created everything and made me one with him. And my mind is so limited that I can't even think of, we ain't even gonna go above the clouds. 
Can I get a little higher than the, the, the daggone dirt? Uh, 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 you know, I can't, I can't it's like I, I, I limited myself my whole life to believing that I am this one thing when actually I am a part of everything in this entire you see that I, there I go again with the word universe. I'm a part <laughs> of everything in the whole entire universe. Who who says who it's like it's it's like it's crazy to even say it almost. Like you, 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 something is wrong with me to even say I am a piece of the entire universe. Cause don't nobody talk like that. You don't even hear this talk. Mm. They done limited us so much that we don't even talk naturally. Mm. We don't even connect with the natural things in this world anymore. Let alone going into the universe. If you're going into the universe, you must be crazy. <laughs> if you talk, yeah. No, nah, I, I totally this, agree, man. A, a right. lot of people don't, um, def, definitely, man, a lot of people don't talk that way. And it can be seen sometimes as a really, you know, quote unquote, out there way of thinking. But then in reality, you know, people live their lives according to that principle of being part of something larger than themselves, sometimes without even realizing it. You know, when we go about our daily activities, how often do we stop to think about the larger role, you know, the the kind of the way that we fit into a larger thing, going all the way up from, you know, how do we fit into our community, how we fit into our society, how we fit into our country, how our country relates to other countries, like everything can, you know, a lot of times people get caught up in viewing themselves from a singular lens. When in reality, that lens can zoom out infinitely and infinitely all the way out to the boundaries of the universe when you're still at the center of that lens. You're still a part of everything yeah, you know in that you lens. Said, you, said, you said fit in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, me, I, 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 I kind of like always like to change the wording of my mind with stuff. You know what I mean? Right, right. With so for fit in for me means contribute. I sh- I shouldn't have to fit in. I should have to contribute. Like get like this that. back. Yeah. And because we are everything is connected. We learned this in elementary school about the food chain that <laughs> right. everything is connected. I'm yeah, telling you, man, it's it's real, it. man. Every everything in the whole it. universe is connected. We get it, but it's the way that they teach it. Yeah. Like if we get into the food chain everything is connected if we get into the oceans and the rivers and the lakes and all the water on the land it all recedes back to one you know that kind of stuff we'll see the unity of a thing you know if we look at like like insects and plants and animals and learn from these things man we would be baffled at what really teaches us I mean, everything we want to know, anything we want to know is already here. It's already, we already, it's already given to us. It's amazing the things we want to learn. We say that all the time. I want to do this. I want to do that. We already have it. It's like we ask for things that was already given. All we got to do is tap into it. And it's like I talk about that radio all the time when I want to listen to a different uh, uh, if I want to go to a different radio station, I got to turn the dial, turn the frequency. 
And that's all we got to do with ourselves. Absolutely, man. We got to change it. I, I we, love we that actually, analogy, dude. That's, bro, that's a great analogy. Turn the down. If you want to do right, kind of where are you going to do right? And you study hanging with people that's doing wrong. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah. We set ourselves, ain't no way in the world that I say I want to study uh, or pass a test or be good at something and don't practice. I don't right. care if it's a piano. I don't care if it's uh, basketball. I don't care if I want to know everything it is to know about a plant. I don't care what you can name anything in this entire world. If I don't put no effort in it, ain't nothing happen. Even from a religious point of view, a spiritual point of view, they say faith without works is nothing. Yes, Zero. You know, I don't care. You can go with whatever. You don't even have to. And the, the beauty of this thing, you do not have to be a rocket science to understand. You just don't have, it, it's not like a lot of people that use the laws of attraction, like these, they, they, these, like, they got all these degrees and they, man, it's ordinary folk. It is, man, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's ordinary folk that has recognized that this, this, what I'm doing is, it's almost like it's, it's, it's a part of who I am. It's just that, like, I've been, it's almost like you got a million dollars in a daggone chest and you never use the money. You say you poor and all you got to do is go over there and lift the chest up and you be like, wow, yeah, I've been man. rich all this time. It's, it's like already I've been within us. Right. I, I been, love like, that you I've said that, man. I love that you said I've that because, rich. yeah, man. Yeah. And, and that's, I feel, you know, personally, when I, when I get to thinking about this stuff and when I get to thinking about the benefits you know, especially as far as it relates to recovery, you know, whatever it is in my life that I'm trying to improve upon, being able to know that it's already within me, all I have to do is, you know, consciously talk to myself and tell myself I have this within me, I have the ability to do this, I am going to do this, it allows me to, you know, kind of get outside of any sort of negativity or, you know, any sort of outside factor that may be holding me back when I'm able to tell myself that I already have this within me, those outside factors, they don't, they don't really matter as much anymore. They feel like they have less weight once I'm able to shift to that mindset of attraction, you know, telling myself I have this thing within me allows me to go and then achieve it. How am I ever going to do something if I don't tell myself that I can do it, you know, it's just, it's just a complete disconnect there. And sometimes the way that I think about it is when you hear, you know, some crazy success story or something like that, you know, when you hear someone that just your story is a absolutely great example, you know, when you mm-hmm. hear stories like this of people that come from very little or, you know, maybe have a lot and then go through something traumatizing and lose a lot and then are able to regain and and live out very successful, meaningful, purposeful lives. You know, there was a point during their lives when they didn't have the stuff they have now, when they weren't doing the stuff that they're doing now. But it's it's, it's the same person. You know, it's an improved version of themselves for sure. But it was them all along. It was within them all along. I think about it like this, like where I am at currently in my life, you know, the future version of me is still me. 
So whatever it is I end up achieving or accomplishing in the future, I had it inside me all along. I already am whatever it is I believe I am. So why would I ever, you know, not try something? Why would I ever be afraid to get after something, do something? Why would I ever not want to improve upon myself when I already know it's within me? And I think, yeah, boss, I think that's I gotta give a you this. Thing. I gotta give you this. I think one of the key elements with me is that I I I, I had this thing I used to read all the time, right? And it, it religious, it don't make a difference, spiritual, whatever. And 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 I kept when relating when I relate to the spirituality of God you know, these books would say I made an image and after the likeness of God and all this and this and that. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, if I made an image and after the likeness of God, like I would question myself and like he created not just the world, but the universe. What, what's going on with me? Like I would sit there and contemplate that. Like I gotta be more than what I've been taught that I am. I gotta be. I mean, just that phrase in itself, if I'm made in the image and after the likeness of God, that me and God are one, that should like blow people's minds. Like, <laughs> how in the world, here you say that you believe in this God did all these wonders and, and this and that and that, and, this, and you, you, you don't have no abilities uh, to barely get a GED. Like, how in the world do I sit myself? I ain't got a high school education. I dropped out in the third grade and I made it. It just don't even make sense. I dropped out in the third grade, but I made an engine at the likeness of God. I don't have no, uh, uh, no, no type of nothing because I, I dropped out in the third grade. But I made an engine at the likeness of God, but I dropped out in the third grade. And like, it don't even, it don't even mount up. When, even when you think about your failures as to who you really are, you would be blown away if you write it down and see it and be like, man, no. Uh-uh. See, there's a shelter did it for me. Because when I got in that shelter, I said, hold up. Uh-uh, something ain't right about this picture. Oh, no, I'm better than this. I'm sorry. I ain't got mm-hmm. no business being in no shelter, bro. And that's where my awakening happened. Mm. My awakening happened at the lowest point in my life in that doggone shelter, I'm like, hold up. I remember being in hotels and stuff. Yeah. I remember doing this. I remember doing that. How in the world? You mean to tell me drugs got me all the way down here in a shelter? Right, oh, man. no. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm better than this, bro. I'm better. I recognize I was better than that shelter. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? I, I know exactly Come what on, you mean. For, for me, it was... You know, for me, it was after my last overdose, you know, waking up in that hospital and just, you know, that feeling just like you describe, man, I can relate to that so much, that feeling Mm -hmm. of knowing that there's a disconnect, knowing that this isn't what I had envisioned for my life, knowing that this isn't my life anymore. My life is not this. My life is not constantly overdosing, constantly going to hospitals, using every day without you know, without even wanting to feeling completely overwhelmed. My life was so unmanageable. I knew that that wasn't the end. You know, I knew that there was more inside of me. Um, And 
each day, I feel like I'm discovering a little bit more of that every day. And, and like you've said, man, it takes practice. It's, it's not something that happens overnight, but it is something that is always happening. The more and more we focus on it, the more and more it works. The more and more we think about it, the more and more it works. The more we try to spread positivity, the more positive our lives will become. And it is such an amazing thing in recovery. In recovery, I hear this all the time, man, find people that have what you want and ask them how they did that. You know, ask them how they got where they are. I heard Mm -hmm. it. I heard it one time that you should be the weakest, the weakest link in your circle because Mm -hmm. you're only as strong as the weakest link. So Mm -hmm. if you are the weakest link in your circle, oh, man, Mm -hmm. you're doing good. You're doing, You're good. doing good. And and I yeah. also heard it like this, right? If you surround yourself with nine millionaires, you're probably going to be the 10th millionaire pretty soon. Yeah. Birds <laughs> of a feather, bruh. Listen to the language. Birds of a feather flock together. Exactly, bro. Exactly. You ain't, you are not going to get a cat or a dog to go up there with the eagles because they that cat and dog got enough sense to know that that eagle going to be up on that mountain and visibly that eagle going to soar off that mountain. Cats and dogs can't do that. Hmm. I mean, just think about a cat and a dog know if they standing on that mountain with that eagle, they know they can't jump off that jump and soar like that eagle. I'm telling you, they know it. Just like we know it. That's the first rule we learn in recovery. Stay away from people, places, and things. It's the most basic thing that recovery give us first. Yeah. If you want to get off drugs, you got to get away from the people, the exactly, places. Man. Exactly, and, you have, but listen what you have they to said. change your surroundings. Said, listen to what they said, though, Bonds. They said the people, the places, and the things, things are thoughts. Yep. That's what I was. Just, that's what I was just about to get into, man. Is the things, man. Everything, everything has to change, man. If you know, it's the whole saying, man. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Nothing. If you are unsatisfied, if you don't have any meaning, if you don't have any purpose, if you are down about all that, what needs to change? Your thoughts. Your thoughts need to change, man. The way that you think of yourself needs to change, and in turn everything about your life is going to change. And it's, I, I see it on a daily basis. You're changing the frequency. That's exactly. frequency. I told you about that radio channel. Yeah, man. You're going to attract what you are. Man, they got a book. I read this book called You Are What You Eat. Mm. Man, if you eating a bunch of foul stuff, don't you know when you go to the bathroom, <laughs> you're going to have an odor. I, man, I'm trying to tell you, I recognize this from a physical point of view. When I stopped eating a lot of garbage a lot of stuff that wasn't good for me when i go to the bathroom i do not smell as worse as i used to with you know me uh uh making that um bowel movement <laughs> nah, i'm just that, being hey, honest there's, with a, you. there's a lot of truth to that, man. that it is right it's a I lot of truth to that. that now that i eat better and all that it doesn't smell as foul yeah. it's just dope and it and it goes into the whole thing of like you know, on, on the physical sense, what we put into our bodies, you know, is, is what our physical health is, you know, the way that we treat our bodies, that's how our physical health is going to be. If we eat well, if we exercise regularly, if we get adequate sleep, then we're going to have good physical health. And on that same point, man, I'm glad you bring that up because it's the exact same thing for the mind. 
and for our thoughts and for our actions, man, you know, if we're thinking well, if we're thinking positive, then we're going to say positive things. We're going to take positive action. And therefore, our mind is going to become more positive, a healthier mind. Um, and those two things, man, I, I definitely am a firm believer. They go hand in hand. There's been all sorts of, you know, studies, scientific studies that, you know, mm-hmm. adequate physical health is a big mm-hmm. factor in having good mental health. Um, I've read this at Bonds. I've read this. It said what health is to the body, even that is honesty to your soul. Mm, I like that. You know, it's it, we got to remember we are physical, mental, and spiritual. And I, I keep saying, it, even from the physical, it'll recognize that you something greater than the greater than just the physical. Because if you look at that sun, you know that no man physically make that sun. Right. I don't care right. nothing in your mind. As a child, I knew that it's almost like can't touch this. <laughs> Yeah, you know it'll give you that 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 thing of oh okay. It's that well, wow factor. It's that yeah, oh, it's, you, you know, know it's, that, it's that sense of you know mesmerizing you man. It's like I I get that feeling. You know, yeah, summer night, late at night, out in the open field, looking up at the stars. You know, it's that sense yeah, of you know bewilderment at how you know amazing and beautiful and larger than life this universe really is, and it's amazing to be able to come to an understanding of our contribution to this universe mm-hmm. the way that we play our role and and another thing i wanted to say talking about the whole um talking about the whole mind and body thing is anytime that you know the a big thing that shows that every all three of those things mind body and spirit a great thing to me that shows me that they all fit in together like pretty much seamlessly is when I feel down in my spiritual condition, when I'm not mm-hmm. being honest, when I'm not mm-hmm. being open mindedness, when I'm not showing willingness, you know, where I'm not showing kindness, all these spiritual principles, if I am in a down or negative spot spiritually, then my mental starts to go down. You know, I feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I feel anxious. I feel like I'm isolating. You know, I kind of start getting into mood swings. And the number one thing that I instantly try to do, and I've, I've been practicing this more and more because I, I learned it from a friend of mine who said it's like their go-to for any time they feel anxious or depressed is I, I stop and I say, okay, wow, I'm, you know, I'm getting really stressed or really anxious or I'm feeling really depressed and down right now. Let me take a look. Have I eaten today? Am I hydrated? <laughs> Did I get enough Mm -hmm. sleep last night? Mm -hmm. Have I been taking time to talk honestly with other people? You know, I start Mm -hmm. looking at the physical and the spiritual in order to kind of keep the mental in check. And all all three of those things just tie in together because, man, I'll tell you, when when I didn't get a good night's sleep and when I'd skip breakfast and when I haven't been drinking a lot of water, of course, I'm going to feel anxious, stressed and depressed. Of course, I'm not going to want to be honest to people. Of course, I'm going to be in a bad mood, you know, and all those things, they just tie in together. Um, so I think, man, I think everything it's it's amazing how, you know, a simple start of a conversation about manifestation and the law of attraction, man, it goes into everything. It goes in, into so many parts of our lives. 
that a lot of times we tend to not really think about the importance of because it's easy to pass that stuff off. You know what I mean? Let me say this to you, Bonds. The law of attraction is a universal law. Yeah. It is. But we don't think universe. First of all, when we think law of attraction, we got to think totally beyond this world and all this and that because we are intertwined with everything in the totality. You know, it makes me sound like, and, and I have to humble myself because I'm no guru. I'm no, I'm not this, this person that all of a sudden, you know, I got all this knowledge. This is, it's almost like, uh, it's simplicity. It's almost like ABC, one, two, three. If we really just think about the natural state of a thing, if we just go with the basis of, uh, of the fact that, okay, I am a spirit and a part of God that he created me in his image and after his likeness. If I just go with that, that the spirit actuate and direct my flesh. If I go with the fact that I am what I think, Ain't no way in the world you can't tell me if I tell myself right now that blue is red. Blue is red. You can't convince me no other way. Blue, I don't care what you say. Red ain't red. Blue is red. And if I put that in me right now, I'm going to believe it. There's nothing you can do to make me not believe that blue is not red. Because hmm. I, I, I believe it. It's, it's mine. I own it. I become a part of it. I take ownership of it. It becomes the essence of me that blue is red. I would defend it. Some people would even die for blue is red because they feel it so much. But we don't We don't learn that everything we feel, it's a fact that I feel. Mm-hmm. But everything I feel is not a fact. Mm. The simple like fact that. of everything. You see what I mean? Yeah. Everything, it, but it feels so daggone real. Everything I feel is real, but everything I feel is not a fact. But to me, it is. Mm. It's simple things you got to do. It's not these outrageous things like you got to go to these schools and, you know, the to these prestigious schools, Harvard and this and that, to get the law of attraction. It's a universal law. What you put out is what you're going to get back. If you don't do nothing, you ain't going to get nothing. If you don't practice something, what makes you think you can think of anything, anybody? They put the work in. They really did. But when we line up with the universal law, we lining up with the nature of it. So everything will start helping us because we unified mm. everything. We would get signs from the earth. We would get signs from our bodies. We get signs from our mind, from our spurs. There's angels out here to help us. A lot of us are like, yeah, uh, you know, I've been touched by an angel. Really? They sing. <laughs> yeah. It's just a saying. I, I've been I've been touched by an angel. Oh, really? We don't believe in angels, though, but I've been touched by an angel. How many of us say those these sayings? Yeah, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, and this. And they just, just that, sayings. A saying ain't nothing if you ain't doing nothing about it. Mm. It's like just that. the same. They just work. They just words. Man, I can read. I can get all the knowledge in the world. I tell people about this one. The most religious, spiritual person I know on this earth is a farmer. It's not a pastor or a preacher to me. Because mm. that farmer is the one that's praying for rain and doing all the right things that God sees, taking care of God's earth, taking care of God's animals, 
and this and that. He ain't got time to go to no doggone church. But to me, he the most righteous, religious, faithful man to me in the outside of God. Because he's he's hobbing the crops. He's taking care of animals. He's praying for right. Everything that God is telling you to do on this earth, that man is doing. He waking up three, four, five o'clock in the morning to milk the cows. And who in the world? That's the most religious person I know. But look, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, this pastor, you know, he got 9,000 followers. He's the most religious person. Of the, you know, we need to go uh, sit in his church and listen to him. No, we need to go down there with that farmer that's toting that horse manure around and see what he got. <laughs> yeah, so man. He's I, living I like it. that. He's experiencing like that it. Right. He's experiencing it every day. Not just hmm. on, on Sundays. He's living a godly life every day. And say if he's been a farmer for 30 years, look at all the knowledge he got. How many people go down there and talk to a farmer? He's not, nah, he stinks, he smells. Every <laughs> time I see him, he dirty. Because we judge with our eyes. He got on these old overalls with holes in them, turned over shoes. That ain't, come on, man. We, we, I'm telling you, we so backwards, it's ridiculous, man. We are ridiculous, man. It hurts my heart that that man, a farmer, might to me is the most religious man I know. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel about it. You ever thought about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it baffles us, don't it, man? It really do. It baffles us when we really think about what's real in this world. Right before our eyes, but I'll, I'll go see. And I got to say it like a T.D. Jakes and all these people because they got thousands of followers, but I won't go nowhere near that farmer. And to me, I swear to you, man, he is the most religious man on this earth to me because of the way he lived, the experience of him. He ain't got all the fancy stuff. You probably never see him in a Cadillac or none of that. He probably got some beat up truck that, that he need a transmission for. But yeah. he's most spiritual guy I know. Yeah, it's I, I love that, man. I, I love yeah. that that way of thinking about it because spirituality of of course man it go it really does go so much further than you know the typical stuff that mm -hmm. people like to envision about it and you know mm -hmm. a lot of people don't think about it but by doing the next right thing and by taking care of business you know that yeah. is in essence you know being more spiritual than you know almost anything else you can do like just there like you go said, man it, i i like to think about it like this man the best the best thing that I can do is, you know, the best thing that I can do for from a spiritual perspective is improve upon myself so that I can improve upon the lives of others so that I can be there to help God others because someone was there to help guide me. And, you know, that's to me, it's it's an amazing thing to, you know, be a part of a process where, you know, someone came along to help guide me. And now I can freely guide someone else and not have to worry about, you know, the, the outside stuff. And, and we, we talked about it. We talked about it earlier today, man, is, you know, a lot of times people, people are at different parts in their lives, right? Like some person may be ready and willing, whereas someone else may not be ready yet. Mm -hmm. And I think about it like this, you know, the, the farmer, you know, when he goes to water the crops, like sometimes some crops might sprout up at different times, you know, mm -hmm. they might grow at different heights, but it doesn't make him water them any less. 
And at the same exactly. time, it doesn't just because one crop isn't coming up and other crops are, it doesn't make mm-hmm. him waste his energy on that crop that's not coming up because maybe it's just exactly. not ready. And some and, of them gonna die. Yeah, yeah, man. And and that <laughs> all the harvest is not gonna be a good harvest. Some exactly, of them man. man. Exactly. So it's it's that important. relates to recovery again. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly where I was going, man. I was gonna jails, go. institutions. Hey, look, jails, institution, and death. Yeah, it's 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 just it's all connected, bro. Um, it's it's almost like uh we have to. We all are playing a role when we line up with this deific wheel or whatever you want to call it, this energy, this source, our vibration. We understand that this thing is it's, it's larger than even life itself. Like you get to the point, like when I read about Jesus, that he recognized that all the good and everything he did and all of this and the way that people looked at him and, and everything, he was most comfortable with the most weakest, the most poorest people on the earth. When he went around people that had money and the, and the people that had the fame and all these beautiful things, man, he would get on them people so bad. But when he get around just the common folk, just the, just the, 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 the you know, he said that one of the most richest people was this lady that they had a, like a little bit of oil that she gave because that's all she had. She gave all she had and people coming in with big barrels of the olive oil and all this. They, they, they really didn't even, they, because they gave big, big, well, they didn't give an iola of the money of what they really was worth. But she mm-hmm. gave this little bottle and she gave 10 times more than them because she gave everything she had. Yeah. That kind of stuff we there's, just don't think about. Yeah, there's a really important lesson in that. And, and yeah. it's, def, it's definitely an important message yeah. um, for sure. We've been taught everything, bro. And go back to what I talk about with the society, the way the world is set up. We, all of us, we really need to be reprogramming. You got to understand, I haven't been practicing this stuff this long. I'm no guru in it. I'm no specialness in it or nothing. It's just that I knew that if I changed, something about me wasn't working. So I said, let me try this. The one thing about trying something, and if it don't work, you can always go back to what you was already doing. It's true. Why not try? <laughs> I mean, you think about it. Hey, that is, it's so easy to go with me right here. It's so easy for me to use. Do you know I could use profanity? And don't even have to articulate the English language under the intelligent tone because I've been, it's such a part of my mental state that I could curse like a seller in 3.5 seconds. It ain't going nowhere. It's right up here. I know every curse word I can, you see what I mean? Because I practiced that stuff when I was out there drugging and doing the things I was doing. And even though I've been in this process 18 years, man, I could cuss out somebody in 3.5 seconds with so much ease, then it'd be like, wow. Because <laughs> it, it, I've been doing it longer than I've been doing. I've been practicing this for 18 years. I'm 63 years old. So look how many years I've been cursing wearing my hat like this. Right. Even the hat. When I turn this hat around, I can turn it to somebody totally different than the guy you're talking to right now. Mm. I just want to show you this. When I turn this hat around, 
yeah, I'm that dude from the street. You can't trust me like this. Mm. When you see me with this hat like this, oh, it's on, bro. Don't trust me. Because I'm I'm up to something. Mm. That's why I turn my hat like this. Even that affects me when I got my hat like this. I'm telling you, it's a mental thing that goes along with this. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, I don't know about you, but I'm just telling you about me. All I can yeah. do is govern me. I agree, man. There is there is a mental thing that goes along with, you know, the the presentation of ourselves. Right. Um, and I th- I think that's what I'm what I'm understanding from from what you're talking about with your hat and right. turning the hat to the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely get that way if I'm presenting myself in a way that, you know, I associate just by default. You know, it's within my nature mm-hmm. to associate certain like we were saying earlier, man, people, places and things with that past mm-hmm. part of my life, man. Um, yeah. But hey, it's it's an amazing thing to know that, you know, no matter what, we don't have to live that way anymore. anymore. Because today we are what we think. And what I think today is that I'm on a path of enlightenment and progression. And I wouldn't be able to do the things I do today if it wasn't for people like you, people like, you know, people I meet in recovery with, 18 years clean and sober like you or you know five years here 10 years there you know being mm-hmm. able to get that guidance man so i gotta give you this one um if you would ask me what to study right i would say yourself and then you will have studied yourself and come back to me and ask me what to study next i would say yourself because the study of self is a lifetime study and I got that out of the books that I've been reading. And it's so true. I, I, I've been focused on everything, what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And, and, and I've been putting so much less time in studying me because everything that I want to know about is already within me. If I supposed to be this uh, 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 energy or vibration and made in the image and at the likeness of God and he created the entire universe, why am I looking outward? See, this, this is what I'm talking about, the way that we've been taught certain things. I've been like, it's almost like, I feel like I've been lied to my entire life about every, the totality of everything. We don't even learn the right way. Everybody, I, I mean, athletes, man, been doing this for years. If you talk to an extremely good athlete, they're going to tell you, man, I visualized. I looked at, I saw myself, you know, on the mountain. I saw myself uh, getting that gold medal. Mm. I saw this. I saw that. I seen this. I visit. In boxing, they teach us to what they call psych your mind out. Mm. I'm already the champion. Not that I'm going to be the champion. I swear to you. Why you think they say, uh, 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 you got it, champ? You can, you can have a record of uh, uh, somebody that knocked you out 30 times and you don't won twice. He'll still call you a champ. Mm. That ain't your physical ability he working on with you. Hey, champ. Every, almost every boxer, they call him a champion. Because it's mindset. I'm like, man, this stuff is crazy. I get, now, if you want to talk about getting mad and angry, those are things I really don't get mad and angry about. But it's like, it's a mild form 
of, I guess you can say mad or anger, because I get upset about it. That my entire life, we've been taught wrong. Hmm. 99, 98% of the whole daggone people on the earth. This is why we, they talk about the most richest people in the whole world is only 1% of people. 1% of people that are rich, as far as when you talk about money versus all the other people in the world. 1%, that's exactly what they, we've been using. That's exactly how this world has us designed that no, we shouldn't move no more than 1% out of 100%. So where in the heck is the other 99% going? I mean, it, it, it really, it really would be, you would be like, wow, man, this is, I mean, one in one is two. I mean, it would, it would really make you like say, man, this is crazy. And then we got the evidence of, we got the evidence of the, 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 the pyramids, the sphinx. I mean, physically, we can think of anything you want to think of that is unlimited, that don't nobody know nothing about. And you, we got all this stuff and all this stuff, and we still limit ourselves. Man, I get so amazed reading about Egypt. Man, them people were 9,000 years more advanced than us, and they supposed to have been in primitive time. We supposed to be living in the future, really, really, really. And we don't even know how they built the pyramids. But now, now uh, we want to believe something else. We want to believe all kinds of crazy stuff. They ain't have nothing to do with it, really. In their own backyard, you don't know your own backyard. Right now, I know my backyard need to be cut. But I don't know this, but it's right in my backyard. I don't know nothing about my own backyard. It just don't make sense. It's like, my God, what in the world have we been really teaching ourselves? And our children, man, God knows, man. We don't even let them go outside and play up and down the street. They, we sweep up. We sweep up leaves, we blow leaves and put them in bags when they can't eat. Here, here you got the, the, the best soil in the world and I see people cleaning leaves. Look at that. Here you got nature and they throwing it away. They cleaning leaves that fall off trees and put them in bags and throw them away instead of all they gotta do is leave them on the ground and they'll do what they do. Yeah, man, it's part of, you know, it's part part of the aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing things of society that, you know, a lot of people have come to, you know, see as natural. Um, I, I definitely get what you're saying, man. How crazy is we clean up leaves when they're going to do what they do and they ain't going to be no more anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, we give people jobs to clean up leaves. Yeah, it's, you know, that that goes into the whole thing of, you know, well, some people like the way that a yard looks if it's no leaves in it. And and that's <laughs> and that's the question, right, is why do we like that? You know, why as a society have we come to accept certain things as visually appealing rather than the natural state of things? Um, and man, the I, I don't have the I don't have the answer to that question. man. I, I know <laughs> that is so, we don't even. But think I get what you're it. saying. Yeah. Uh, you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and look eventually they're going to do what they do. They're they not even going to be no more. It's a, such a waste to clean up leaves. Do you know how much energy we are losing just cleaning up something that's going to take care of itself? Uh, we don't. We shouldn't even be putting no effort into that. It's a lot of like, stuff that's like that, man. <laughs> be taken care of. It's a lot of stuff man, like I'm that going on you, out here. 
It is crazy. I see, I see big old trucks. I see all kinds of stuff every day out here cleaning up leaves, and I'll be like, wow. Yep. Like it blow my mind. Like I, I must be crazy because I just don't get it. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like I'm regressing with stuff like that. Like this stuff is going to take care of itself. I need to be helping something that will really be of a benefit. Right. How do you get benefit out of taking up God's things that he already done, that he already going to give some nourishment to the soil that they falling on? And everything like like it's going to give back minerals. It's going to give back soil. It's gonna, it, it, it'll make you cry. And I know you don't even think about that. That we how many of us put in dog on? I'm cleaning up leaves. I ain't doing nothing. I'm making things better. I'm making things pretty. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I'm cleaning leaves and I'm making it pretty. See that? See this is what I'm talking about. It, 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 it's just it's like. It's, it'll blow your dag. I'm talking about leaves. It don't make no sense. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about, law of attraction. I know where you're going to talk about you want something in you and you putting out this and here you're going to put a supervisor over something that's giving out certain energies about cleaning up something that is unnecessary. It's like it's crazy the kind of way that we don't set up stuff, man. When this thing is a benefit. Leaves falling off. This is a part of the nature, the natural sources of things with the changing of the seasons. I'm like, I'm baffled, bro. I just don't <laughs> understand. I'm crazy, maybe. I don't know. Did you ever get that though? <laughs> no, you ever I, see it the way I see yeah, it. Yeah, I, I totally understand, man. I, I definitely get what you where you're coming from, man. It's and it's a <laughs> it's a lot of stuff like that, man. It's a lot of you know societal norms and things that people find visually appealing. Um, so a lot of time and energy gets put into those things. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think about it, you know, to an extent there is, uh, there is personal preference, you know, and, and I, I think about it like this, like, you know, if someone wants their yard to be completely free of leaves and to be, you know, just freshly cut grass, if that's what they think is, you know, visually appealing, that's what they think is attractive to them. If they get, a value by feeling more positive about themselves if they have a house with landscaping that looks visually appealing to them you know who knows maybe that could make them feel really good and then it's bringing them a benefit um and i i think but i think see, about stuff like that it's, guess what? it's kind of remember kinda i was telling you about if if we were connected like we're supposed to be with the universe that would be so obsolete because we know that it is designed to take care of itself that we wouldn't even put any energy into that. That's what I'm talking about. See, the law of attraction teaches you universally. This is why you get help in, in certain areas. Like I'm out here trying to help somebody and you, you, I'm helping them by paying me paying them to clean up my leaves when in all actuality, I should be helping them by what we're doing right now mm. that enrich their lives more. You know, it's almost like they say you, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him how to fish, you, you feed him for a lifetime. Mm. Some things yeah, are man. just, we shouldn't even be putting a lot of energy into some things because there are more things that are more significant. Now I get what you're oh, talking yeah, about preference and, and all these things, 
but universal law doesn't doesn't just uh, single out a single person's preference. Yeah. Universal law has to think about the in totality of it all. And we not even, that's what I'm talking about. We don't get into the totality. What is good for you that it, it filtered down to me, and we, but we talk about generational worth and this and that and that and this, but it's a self-esteem when we say, okay, yeah, this should be that way and that should be this way and this should be that way. Right. It, it's it's even with you, when I see people, uh, 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 you know, uh, picking up uh, 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 the dog manure and all that stuff, all of that stuff, bruh, has a meaning to it. Mm. It just does. It's it's a natural phenomena that I even go to the to the restroom. We just done modernized a lot of things and we put a name on it and we put a definition on it and we say this is what's right. We you know we got Google now, we got Webster dictionary, we got encyclopedias, and these are things that we use for reference, but we don't have no universal law reference. We don't have uh, what the way that God really designed this thing for us anymore to live. But if we go back in history, if we just go back, it's already, it's there. If That's why when we read the Bible and these spiritual books and things of old and we bring it into new, we be like, wow, this stuff was working all along. I read a book, 1907, where the guy applied the laws of attraction was getting all this money that the government started investigating him, investigating his books, investigating has he been paying his taxes and everything, and everything turned out all right. And they said, well, how are you making all this money? He said, because I visualized it before I even had it. And they looked at him and said, y'all, huh? yeah, you must be crazy <laughs> and left him alone because they saw that he wasn't stealing. But when he answered them, he said, oh, I visualized it before I even got it. 1907. That's why I read a lot. I'm like, wow. They wasn't even talking about this stuff back then. But he, certain people been known this stuff, man. Man, uh, we got people in this world, Charlene Monks and all that, can levitate. How many people believe that? But we'll say Jesus walked on water. But we know water don't have no substance to it. But if we say Jesus levitated, oh, no, we know he didn't. Okay, well, what was he doing when he was over top of the water? He walked on water? Or was he levitating? Something what, that we could, What do you I'm mean by that? Honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, huh? I'm just curious as to what you mean by that. I mean, can you walk on water? I cannot walk on water. Me. No, I cannot. But they said Jesus did it. That is part of the Christianity faith and the Christianity right. religion. Check yes. this out. So some check people that out. are Christians do believe that. Do believe that. Right. right. So what I'm saying is this. If they said in the Christianity faith that Jesus walked on water and water doesn't have substance, water as we know it is truly uh, a, a thing that we would say that's not really matter, right? Well, it's liquid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it doesn't have that that's that solidness to it that we know we can actually right now me just go walk on 12 feet of water. Right. Right. But 
if we we really look at history and the abilities of some what some men can do, like if we believe that the Indians can rain dance and make it rain, that we can control the elements and all these things. The law of attraction says certain things. Uh, we, if you study about levitation and all these things, that the Shaolin monks been doing this stuff going all the way back to the dynasty uh, era, doing BC and all these kind of things. And if we really tap into what we really can do as, as, as I guess you can say human beings, the way the Egyptians really built the pyramids with certain powers of the mind to do certain things and et cetera, then we might believe a little bit that we got some, some daggone, you know, some abilities that we really ain't tapped into because this stuff has been recorded. Then we might believe certain things because we are more powerful and got things that's already embedded in us that we just done got away from because we definitely don't teach it. A lot of us, if we see a book that got that kind of stuff in it, we'll throw it over there like it's nothing. Because of the way and, and the modern technology, and I would like to say this electrified age that we're living in today. Mm. But in all actuality, all of the things that we talk about manifestation and the laws of attraction, it's already been here. It's already given to us. We already have it in us. Now, it might be dormant in us. I will use that word that it may be dormant in us, mm. that we may not be aware of it. But, bruh, we these things were already given when we were made, when we manifested uh, through our mother's womb, these things was given to us just like thinking, reasoning, willing, understanding, taste, touch, smell. They wasn't no aha moments. Right. It was just, baby wasn't going through no aha moments. They was just getting in touch with what they already had. A lot of these, a lot of the things we talk about with manifestations and laws of attraction, they were already given to us by God. It's like our birthright. Mm. Some books, some religion books, uh, uh, wisdom books even say that we are the laws of the planes of things made manifest. It will tell you that you are. It will tell you that you got two selves, that you got a higher self and a lower self. And when you're in your higher self, you're the Lord of all the planes of things made manifest mm. that you can do anything anything that you uh, you you might well be a god well you you might be a god if you made in the image and I, think about this the image and then after the likeness of god that's a two-step process he made us and then after the image and after the likeness of him. Don't nobody think and have the ability to meditate, contemplate, uh, use their imagination, feel, uh, uh, have out-of-body experiences. I can even think about going into the land of fleshless things. I can be a master of things. All I got to do is choose it with the will that he gave us to choose. Mm. And it talks about that all the time. He just wanted, he gave us free will. All, we, all I got to do is say, this is what, this is, this is what it is. They say it all the time in those books. I am that I am. I am what I am. I am worthy. You know, I am Lord. I am great. I am peaceful. I am, and, and, and even with, I love using the reference of Jesus because he said, 
I'm just a server. That's all we want to do. We, that's what we should be doing, serving other people's all the knowledge that we get, all that I have, and even with people with money. The average person that really got a lot of money, they don't want to do nothing but give it away. Right, right. They really do, because they know they can get more. They can't even get more if they don't give it away. Mm. It, we done learned everything back. We, who in the world want to get all this money and put it in a bank or lock it up in a room and then, okay, because we know eventually one day we're going to leave this earth. Yep. They already know how they got it. They got it by giving it away. I can get some more. Yep. But we don't have these certain concepts. A lot of the concepts that we naturally were already given is being taken away from us because of the way society say we're supposed to learn in school, go to the 12th grade, we get a high school diploma, and then if you want to get any more knowledge, that's higher education. They even put a stipulation on knowledge that, that, that the gifts of understanding of the treasures of God anyway, and he see appointed everyone with medicine good in themselves. He done gave this little ant a certain understanding to work in unity with each other and they can move mountains. They understand it better than we do. And that's a little ant that we'll look at that don't even have no meaning when we say, oh, that's just an ant. They work more in unison than we do. Yeah, man. Hog-minded creatures like ants and bees. They're they're fascinating, man. They're they're super interesting uh, types of species, man. They're they're really interesting. We don't even learn from that stuff, man. Nature right here in our face. We don't even learn. They t- I read a book one time uh, about the praying mantises. This is pretty much where all the martial arts and stuff came from. Looking at these daggone uh, 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 praying mantises and, and all these, you know, different insects and the grasshopper. And I'm like, wow. Baffled me because I never knew it. I'm like, wow. I, here I am, 63 years old. Ain't nobody on the earth ever told me that martial arts come from studying a daggone praying mantis and a daggone, you know, a, a grasshopper. I said, really? Yeah, it's I'm pretty learning. fascinating. I'm 63 <laughs> years old. That should be elementary, bruh. That should be the stuff that they told us in elementary school. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's more so like the the amount of stuff that we can learn from studying nature is is huge right yeah hell yeah <laughs> instead of telling me you know what i'm man look i i gotta be honest and i know some people on here might get mad and i, I got I, you know the truth is the truth is the truth but i have never seen that i learned this school that christopher columbus discovered america where it's benefited my life i i swear to god I, i'm sorry i just i don't know why they taught me that. Like, I have not used that in my 63 years on this earth for a benefit. Right. Uh, maybe you have. Right. I just, knowing that Christopher Columbia discovered America. Yeah, and, has and he, he wasn't even the first. My life and no, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. it hasn't prospered my life in no shape, form, I, or fashion. I definitely get what I'm you're saying. I'm not getting on that. I'm just saying, what has it benefited me yeah. as an individual? So I think- yeah, I, th- I think sometimes, you know, and, and that's like, that's for a lot of stuff, right? Like we learn, right. we learn a ton of stuff in elementary, stuff. middle and high no school that, you know, we really don't apply it to our lives. When, when I get bogged down and thinking about it like that, I, I kind of like to think about the, you know, the benefits of 
school, the benefits of, you know, a standardized set of school where, you know, every child in America has to go through some sort of schooling process. I think a benefit of that more so than focusing on like, you know, like you said, learning about Christopher Columbus, a lot of it is, you know, a focus on being able to discipline, learning how to take in information, learning how to be respectful, learning how to have social interactions with other people. I think about it, you know, a lot of times is I got, I got a sense of self-discipline and, you know, learning to, you know, set goals, work towards something, learning how to work on projects, learning how to do stuff that I didn't want to do, but still be disciplined about it to achieve a result that could then benefit me in the long run. I think about stuff like that. That's what I really got out of, you know, like public, the public school system that I went through growing up, you know, I got that from, from my experience through that. So I, I think that's I a, a benefit. That at first. Look, I don't want this to be a debate. I'm just saying I'm relating these things to laws of attraction and manifestations. Right, right. It's that which is natural that's coming from the universe. Everything that I think we should be learning, it should be about the totality of what we already are into. This this world, you teach me about, you know, why I get so much energy from the sun. Now, one thing I can say, now the, the mathematical part of what we learned in school, for me, is the only universal thing I've learned. Mm. I mean, you just get down to the nitty gritty of it. Even when we get to talking about these languages and these words, they can mean a billion thousand things. Yeah, man. I told you, if I tell myself blue is red, there's nothing you can do about that. Right, right. Yeah, because blue is red to me, if I believe it. I mean, I'm just showing you, you know what I mean? And things. So, so in that perspective, because I know I have my own mind and I know I have my own individuality and things like that. If my mind was taught certain things as a habit when I was seven years old and now that I'm 63, it'll be like clockwork. Just imagine if I had this knowledge and I could have had it at, let's say, 10 years old. Mm. Thanks, Where man. would my it life would, be, be right totally there? I'm life, telling man. you, all the things I'm learning now, I had the ability to learn about the uh, manifestation and the laws of attraction at 10 years old, and I'm 63. Imagine if I was 10 years old and learned about manifestation, the laws of attraction, and then from 10 years old to 63. Can you imagine how much <laughs> I can give to the world, bro? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah, man. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. it is a great way to look yeah. at it. So I, I kind of right. wanted to tie it all back to tie it all back together, man, to, yeah. you know, wrap, wrap okay. things up. And I, I absolutely love that last point there because, you know, it, it goes into everything you've been saying. And, you know, right. what, what I've really been learning lately is that whole point that, you know, you just keep hitting home is being able to understand that everything we need and want to be it's already within us and being able to, like you said, change those thoughts of, you know, instead of I need or I want being able to think of I am, I have this thing within me, I envision it, I visualize it, and then I manifest it, I create it in my life through the work. And I'm, and I'm really glad you brought that up. You know, the whole thing about, you know, faith without works is dead. It's nothing like we still have to put in the work on a daily basis. Um, 
But yeah, man. So I, I think this is such a powerful thing to discuss and it has amazing benefits in as far as recovery goes and in life too, man. So, but yeah, man, you definitely right. I think that's a great but way let me, to, let me just give you this bond. Yeah. And, 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 and I really mean this. And that's why I told you the greatest principle that I have created in my life is love. It is man. to me. Love. love is the most powerful force in this entire universe. Because mm. what I found out from love, all these other principles come. Mm. My gratitude, you know, uh, my appreciation, my wanting to uh, uh, give, all of this come from that one principle. Yeah, when I man. start loving instead of, I guess you can say, instead of hating, it's almost like when love remove hate from you, and all of these other things come, uh, virtues, uh, righteousness and gratitude and, 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 uh, compassion. Mm. And, and it is, it, it's, it's like, it's almost like when you put love in you, you, you like this seed that goes into a soil that when it come up, it's going to be so beautiful that you, you, it, it's almost like a, it's, it's, it's like a, a eye opening. Like you got like, it's almost like you got way more than just these two eyes that I'm looking at. Absolutely. You know, man. it, 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 yeah, it does something to you, bro. It really, it really does. Do, and that's all I've done. Hell yeah. It's like I flip, I tell you, I flip, I flip all wrong and I flipped it to right. Mm. I flipped all hate and I flipped, flipped it, it to, to love. love. I love it, that, that's, man. That's it. That's a great way. That's, that's a great way yeah. to tie it all together, man. Right. Hell yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ricky. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Man. Right, just, man. just want to say yeah, thanks again, bless, man, for man. coming on, man. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Okay. But yeah. So once, once again, I want to say thanks to everyone who tuned in and listened this week. And uh, if you could please give a like, give a follow, subscribe, and just share this with anyone who you think could gain a little value from it. So that concludes the finale episode of season one. I just want to say a big shout out to um, Jonesland Management for sponsoring a uh, majority of season one. Really appreciate it. And I also want to say thanks to everyone who tuned in, all the great positive feedback I've been getting. Um, I want to say thanks to all my guests. And I'm super excited for all that's to come on season two. Um, so just hope everyone stays tuned. Lots of things coming soon. Alrighty, hope everyone has a blessed day. And a great week. We'll see you in a few Sundays.